so. Hey, Can I not really say that, that here? Is this not an open forum for discussion? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. You guys think people really care about that? Please. October 18, 2012. This is episode 29 of Yats. It's yet another tech show every week, our weekly technology discussion. My name's Matt Lee, joined this evening by Ant Pruitt. What's up, man? What's going on, Mr. Matt Lee? And we got Larry Press. How you doing, sir? Okay, man. Love your cap. Good. You like that? It's an Android beanie. You can actually get these on Etsy. It's a fine listener of Attack of the Androids uh, named Julie, and she makes these. So check them out. You can find her. Uh, I think we've linked to it on the site there, attackoftheandroids.com. But uh, tell her uh, tell her we sent you, and you'll get uh, a cool... Yeah, I, want, I want an iPhone cap. A what? An I iPhone cap? A big Apple beanie? I, I, don't, I don't know if that would attract the same... Uh, luster <laughs> as as this uh since it's just three of us this evening we'll open up the phone lines if you want to give us a call lives spill what's on your mind 406-204-4687 that's the number we also have a chat room you can uh, type stuff and discuss so uh i guess we should start things off and you wrote uh, we've been talking the last few weeks, I, I guess the last couple weeks, about the Red Bull Stratus jump, which uh, yep. record-breaking, amazing, uh, just a, a real phenomenal display of what humanity can do when properly funded by an energy drink company. And <laughs> before you give us some uh, stats and what records were broken, I have to say, on Google+, Plus, love... My Google Plus people, right? Google Plus right. party party people. Google Plus. That's right. Party people. Plus one. Uh, I saw a picture of Mr. Felix getting ready to take the great leap. And at the bottom, it says something about, you know, it's, it's sad when uh, a energy drink company has a better space program than the, the government. Or, <laughs> I, I forget exactly uh, what it said, but it, it was well well written and just brilliant and uh, a sad truth of the world we live in. I saw a few little things like that out there. There was another one with cats jumping out of the capsule. <laughs> you know, you know there is. The internet's love affair with cats never ceases to amaze me. If you don't know what we're talking about, check out Google Plus on Saturday or more affectionately known as Catterday. Catterday. <laughs> Catterday. I love it, right? I saw Man, I didn't that, know that started out as a 4chan thing. Did you know that? I did not. Yeah, I didn't either. <laughs> I, I saw I was just after I watched that We Are Legion documentary, I, we're kind of skipping all over the place here, but have you guys watched that at all? 
It's a documentary about Anonymous and how it started from uh, the 4chan B-board and some of the people involved that got caught and this and that. But Uh. it it kind of gave me a curiosity for 4chan and made me want to go. So I started looking through it and then then I saw the Catterday thing. I was like, huh, the documentary was right. All great memes start on 4chan. (laughs) It's very mimetic. I like it. So, uh, 120,000 feet uh, in the air. He ended up actually jumping at what? 128? 128,000? Yeah, it's about 128,000 or so. Um, what records did they break? Give us a, a rundown. Uh, he broke the speed, the speed record. He did end up breaking down. the speed barrier then, or the yeah, sound. He did break that. Me, the sound um, I tried to listen for it to see if we could hear the boom or anything like that well, and on the live feed. During the hear anything. during the press release, didn't he say that he didn't feel it either? Right. And I I was yeah. watching. We were all watching live, and actually, I started. I saw your post on Google Plus, and I was like, "Oh, it's happening! They're launching!" Because you know it had been delayed uh, because yep. of weather and whatnot, and. I think last episode or the one before that, we were talking about how would people watch this? Are they? Is it going to be something that uh, people stop what they're doing and watch it live? Are they going to watch it after the fact? Are they going to wait for the documentary? And here we, because it was the weekend, you know, I wasn't at work. I started out watching it on YouTube, on the computer, and then yep. me and my girl went to mom's house to make breakfast. So from the computer to the Galaxy Nexus plugged into the truck speakers, watching it on the way, LTE, uh, get to my mom's house, laptop, YouTube, to the big screen, watched it just like TV. It was brilliant. I loved it. I had to use the Red Bull app to see what was going on with it, and um, they they had a little reminder in there that, hey, it's getting ready to go down, and so I said, well, let me get get on the Internet and see if I could find it, and at first, I couldn't find the live stream for whatever reason. Yeah, it wasn't as easily accessible as I, and maybe I'm, we're just not familiar with the Red Bull because I guess they do a lot of this kind of stuff. Not this obviously, but you know, a lot of uh, extreme kind of sport type ads. And so they use that app and that channel for all of that. But like I said, I don't, I've never been in that ecosystem. I don't know if you were or not, but no, that was my first go around in it. And I finally was able to find the, the, the feed on my phone Right, <laughs> yeah. and fortunately, with the Google TV and the Google TV remote app, you can fling stuff from your phone to your television. Oh, nice! And so I just flung it from the phone, and it went up on the Google TV, and I had it just like you in full screen HD, and it was Dude, were it was you, quite an event, man. Were you taken aback by the quality of the live stream? It was insane, it was and considering beautiful. that it had you know eight million. Or so people watching oh, it. Oh, so let's that bandwidth held up. Let's you know? mention that they broke the concurrent YouTube live view record, or how That's did they correct. word it? Is I don't know what they actually call it, but That's it's correct. Uh, concurrent con- connections. Right. So the last record I believe was the London Olympics, which was what yes. over five hundred thousand. This right. was eight million. Destroyed the record. I mean, destroyed it. You know, I had no idea this many people would watch it. I didn't. Live. I thought the That's Olympics would be bigger. Comforting. And it's the comforting. fact that it was on a Sunday, you know, morning slash afternoon. Right, and right. to be honest with you, 
he it took him you know almost two hours just to get from the ground up oh yeah it's a long trip man and he was <laughs> flying no pun intended like he was hauling yeah. some some cojones there man i you know what i kept thinking to myself around here people that have big trucks have those metal balls that they put on their trucks you know have you ever seen that a hitch? yeah kind of but it hangs down like a pair of nuts I mean, it's, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen. I, I just kept yeah. thinking, like, how awesome would that capsule have been if it just had a big old pair, just like <laughs> as it's going up. I just, just this man. I mean, and that's a lot of the jokes uh, online. I noticed Robert Marshall posted something about uh, needing Red Bull and a space capsule and a, a weather balloon just to prove white men can jump. <laughs> Although that was that was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, everyone was like, man, the balls on this guy. I don't mean to be crude, but wow. Like to be up there and to see the curvature of Earth and to know that you're about to plummet through the ether and break some records, some sound barrier. Uh, he did have some problems with the visor fogging up, yep. the heater uh, electronics or something wasn't working. And yep. some people said that that was because the one record he didn't break, which is interesting, was the free fall record set in the 60s by Joe Kittinger, I believe. Kittinger. He was actually Mission Control was, Commander. Yeah, yeah just mm -hmm. watching it. And so there was a, an interesting physics problem to come out of all this is that uh, Felix jumped from 100 and what was it? 128,000 feet? 128,000 or so. And did not. He free fell for about four minutes and 20 seconds, if I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. um, the other gentleman, Joe Kittinger, f jumped from what, 90,000? Or it, it was. Uh, I thought it was almost 70. Was it? Okay. So it was, either way, it was significantly shorter, yet yep. he got more free fall time. So here you have this interesting little physics puzzle that, like, how did the guy that jumped from 130? 30,000 feet, not free fall longer than the guy who jumped from 70,000 feet. But there, could, there could have been so many different dynamics right there with yeah, the, the variables, the, are, the strat stratosphere, you know? The guy that jumped at 70,000 feet was into, into more air resistance right away. The guy that right. jumped 120,000 feet Right, and that's, they're saying, what allowed uh, Felix to break the sound barrier. Because I, I didn't know the speed of sound was different. I, I guess I knew, but I didn't, like, know. But it's different depending on the density of the air that you're going through. So it's you don't have to go as fast. If I understand this right, I'm not a physics <laughs> major, obviously. Uh, the thinner the air, the, the you don't have to go as fast to break the barrier than if you were in more atmosphere. Right. You would have to go faster. Like that, you're going to be flying faster because you don't have the resistance the air slowing. Right, down. exactly. Which is why I thought maybe he didn't feel it. Because if he would have broke the sound barrier down around ten or 20,000 feet, I bet he would have felt it. <laughs> you know, but because the air Lost was so... Drums. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Clanking his big old steel balls together. But because <laughs> he broke it in very thin atmosphere. And from where he jumped, it was like point zero one or point zero zero one. There was like almost a vacuum almost but not, not right. quite but so and then some people were saying that because the visor malfunction he pulled the shoot a little earlier because he couldn't see very well which you know, that makes sense also they're saying uh the heavier space suit compared to what joe kinninger jumped out of in uh just yeah like you said a ton of variables that go into this equation of you know <laughs> how long he free fell 
there was an interesting article. Was it Wired or some other? I forget which site. I'll try and dig it up and put a link to it in the show notes. But they talk about the actual equations and, and all that of, of the physics uh, behind it. So pretty yeah, interesting. Go ahead, Larry. At one point, he went got all topsy-turvy and out of control. What Did you that see that? That yeah, was right when he first came out because of the um, the, the density, the uh, resistance. He didn't have any. So it was. they knew it was going to be a struggle right then. And they were hoping he would be able to come out of it faster, but he he stabilized fairly well. We were all. My mom was watching. She was like, "Oh no! Oh my god!" She's like, like freaking yeah. out. I mean, we're watching this infrared video of them looking just graceful, and then all of a sudden, like, just spinning. Like this dude's dead. Yeah, right. I I thought I was gonna pass out, but man, he he handled it for sure. Absolutely. What gets me with this whole thing? Well, first of all, it. I don't know if I can describe the feeling that I got when, you know, he opened the door yeah. and you can, I don't know about you, Matt, but I could hear so much and I had the whole surround sound and stuff yeah, going. You yeah. could hear so much going on with that capsule, with mission suit, control, with everything. His, his breathing got heavier. You know, it was just adrenaline. And it would have been interesting. On that platform. It would have been interesting to see like an EKG or a you know a monitor, yeah. all of his uh, biometrics being monitored at the time where he's going up in the capsule. And, you know, it's anticipation, right. but he's done practice jumps, so for him, it's it's not anywhere near the scale of if me, you, or Larry would have been up in that capsule like a cat, just like ah, <laughs> <laughs> let me down. Rest to the walls. I'm sure they instrumented all that. Is any that stuff they did. Is that Not a- yet. BBC That's and Discovery, they're going to have all of that data. Um, BBC, I believe, in about two weeks is going to do a documentary on it, and the Discovery Channel supposedly is going to do another documentary. And isn't um, that where? Because he had cameras all over him. We didn't see yeah. any of that. What we saw was, and this is also speaking of really amazing technology, the cameras they had set up on the ground look like giant freaking telescopes that were yeah. tracking this whole, I mean, automatically. It, it was amazing to see that stuff. It was stuff. beautiful. It, it was, it was right? Like, me, you, and 8 million other people all witnessed this. And, I mean, you can say what you want about it being an ad and a Red Bull thing, but like you said, who else is going to fund this? NASA? I looked Come right on. past the whole Red Bull thing. Right? Did you not? Uh, like? I, I, I cared less about Red Bull. All I saw was this little white dude jumping exactly. from a gazillion Ex- miles away. Exactly. I'm, <laughs> I'm cracking a rock star just being like, oh, okay, that's fine. <laughs> but what it did, like, I don't know. It There was a real sense of all of us coming together, stopping whatever we were doing or, you know, cooking breakfast, whatever you were doing and, and watching this, like it was a real, I don't know. It was cool. It's been a while since I've experienced or felt anything quite like that. You know, like it's, I I don't know. It was interesting. You know, the problem I have though, Matt, Larry is go and see if you can find footage of this. Now they yanked it all <laughs> like usually how we do hangouts on air and then it saves yeah. after it was gone there was uh, nothing there and maybe that's because of the documentaries right uh, that's the only thing that i could assume but it was, I was a live event. about it because i was wanting to show it to my boys because they were they were here for a brief moment to look at it but 
you know, SpongeBob or something else came on that well, pulled their attention away. You know, you, know? <laughs> you can't win them all. And I, yeah, and so I'm I'm sitting there thinking, I'm glad that I sat on my TV in bootleg style and recorded my TV with my phone. I saw because that. Because there's, there's nothing else out there with it, and I got about yeah, 15 yeah. minutes worth. Put it up on YouTube. Man. So it's you, there. It'll get I got yanked. it on my blog. You'll get it yanked, I bet. But It's still on my blog. Is it? <laughs> yeah. No content ID matches, huh? Yeah, it, it's still on my blog, so, and, and I even say in my title, unofficial in big, bold letters, you know. Did you use hashtag Android photography? <laughs> <laughs> I should add that in there. Right? Uh, I love that. Um, so do you think that's uh, because of the documentaries? Do you think they had a deal? YouTube, Red Bull will stream it live, but then after that exclusivity to... BBC and who else? Discovery? Discovery think? Channel. Right. It's got to be some money in, in that, you know. But I'm wondering why they haven't gotten me. They cracked down on Larry for his legal stuff. <laughs> right? <laughs> Who's ready for copyright school? <laughs> it's kind of strange. You have 15 minutes of that up and nobody... I have 15 minutes. I'll, I'll be sure to link to it and, and my article on a new domain, but I'll link to that and, um, and the video. It's in my. It's on my YouTube channel and on my blog. Good there deal. must be a ton of them, not just yours. I bet. Nope. Go look. <laughs> Go look. Most of them are the ones from him jumping out. Mine starts from at about a hundred and twenty thousand feet. Is when I started it, and it lasts about fifteen minutes. Yeah, and all the way down. I got him doing the. Excitement when he landed. Now that right there, that other than watching him sort of like fall off, but hitting the ground just running. He didn't fall when he hit the ground. Yeah, I mean, it was really, so graceful, really groovy, graceful landing for where he came from. You know, like yeah. you just wow, mind blowing, yeah. right? Mind blowing. And, and he gets down. And he's like, yes. Yeah, you the know, ultimate yes moment. <laughs> like, if ever there was one, this was it. Just ready to Tebow or something, you know? Like, the just, Tebow, yeah. oh, man. <laughs> How epic would that have been? Just a little shout-out to the internet. What's up? I think we just run all of our fans off, Matt. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're the sports guy. Come on. <laughs> all right. Uh, were there any other interesting stats or records that were broken or any, any final thoughts on, on this? Do you think we'll ever see something like this again? Or what's the I, next I like the step? idea that we're helping out the future as far as, you know, what happens if we send somebody else up and have to do an emergency evacu evacuation. Yeah, we can evac. No to... worries. No worries. Here's your space suit. Here's your Red Bull. Got your wings. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> it's, it's great. And, and 30, 30 million cubic feet of helium got them up For, into the air. 40 acres? If you, 30 and, million cubic feet. Right, but we, we talked about the stats of the balloon last episode, I think. If you were to unfold the balloon, it covered oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah, 40, 40 acres or something, and it weighed, what, two tons? If it yeah. was full, yeah, sick. just immense. Now, Larry, it would, how high up was Challenger when it blew up? Uh, I was six they when that had this kind of. Do you think they could have uh, maybe survived if no. they equipped like this guy? No. I, I don't think they had enough time to do anything other than say a quick prayer, you know? If I remember yeah. right, I was young when that happened. But Now, I wanted to ask you, Larry, you saw the moon landing, and you saw this. Uh, which one 
is more fake as far as hoaxes go, the moon landing or this. And what was kind of the back lot at Warner Brothers, but <laughs> right. <laughs> and the Mars landing. Excuse me. We got Curiosity, the moon landing, and Felix jumping. All complete hoaxes, right? <laughs> no. Uh, what's what was the, the what was the feeling like for the? I mean, is this is this comparable? This this to me it doesn't compare to the moon landing. I mean, it's cool, but it's it's. Uh... For whatever it's reason, maybe I'm just jaded. Is it because when the moon landing moon. happened? Walking on the moon, huh? But is it because of when that happened? The technology was nowhere near what we have now, yeah. and like anybody, yeah, I can't help. Yeah, it's. I mean, the technology, but just the whole idea. I mean, that was really a dramatic step into outer space. True, the, true. I mean, true space, space, not just I the edges. Of... When I was a kid, and that was like, whoa! That's why I went to engineering school. Really. Yeah, because the whole country got, oh, shit, we need engineers. Uh, <laughs> the Russians are eating our lunch. Seriously, yeah. it caused a huge um, change in kind of enrollment patterns in schools. But no, the idea of being on the moon and, you know, stepping It's a lot the more to... And it's a lot further away. Like, this thing is, I understand you guys are all enthused about it, but it's like, it's it's, I don't think it's comparable to that. It's... Oh, it's no. a lot harder to land something on the moon, get out, walk around, then take off again and land back on the planet than it is to here. tie yeah. a giant balloon to a capsule and send some fool off and let him just jump yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. And let it be known yeah, that we do... Under- what they're doing on Mars is like incredible, too, in terms of getting those things up there and not having them smashed to pieces when they land and then being, you know, how long they've lasted. Um that's just, it's a whole, it's a bigger scope than this. Yeah. You know what, Matt, when you were talking about how you felt sort of tied together, you know what it made me think of, but again, to me at least, on a way smaller scale, was when President Kennedy was assassinated. Ah, the whole right. country stopped. Do you think but, if, uh-huh. if YouTube and this, this internet stuff would have been around back then, it would have been comparable to, to the amount of viewership? I mean, granted, the population was less and all that stuff, but uh, you could. I, this, let me tell you, man. When when that happened, um, you could go out the next day in the middle of the day. There was nobody on the street. I mean, the whole country wow. just stopped. Just we uh, wow. You just sat and watched TV. Just a calm hour. sense, kind of like nine eleven. After that, everything just kind of everyone yeah. was like, yeah, nine eleven was was in that ballpark too. You know, I remember nine eleven. My. Uh, son-in-law called up and my daughter was like at the world like coming up the subway at the world trade center when it went off oh wow we scared shitless oh, i bet but yeah I mean, bet. all you could do is sit and watch it on tv yeah well tragedy and then the other side not tragedy yeah. pretty cool accomplishment right. though so all right but uh they let's they, they fixate the whole country they bring us together right? yeah and then they spread us back out again <laughs> How about those debates, huh? Hey, how many women do you have in a binder? <laughs> also, <laughs> speaking of Google+, Plus, I saw some of the most amazing Mitt Romney women binder pictures. There was one that he just had this look on his face, and the, the caption said, Ermigerd, <laughs> or something like It was so <laughs> funny. I, I couldn't. I, I was so funny. I didn't even watch the debates. I just pictured him going, Ermigerd, women. 
it was the the look on his face like you could see him saying Ermigerd Weirman and it was spelled all like Ermigerd it was so I, funny. I saw a few pictures but I, I swear I didn't even bother with that debate man and and I kept hearing binders and binders. I'm like, what are they talking about? Is it a, a little black book? Is, I know. That's about the only binder I could think of. That has women <laughs> in it? Like, Yeah. <laughs> you, I, I don't mean to get political, but we're not really going to elect a Mormon for president, are we? I mean, come <laughs> on, guys. Aren't we really? Joke's over. It's been funny and all. And I get everyone's entitled to their religion. But you know how, like, Scientologists look to Christians? Christians look at Scientologists and they're like, you guys are nuts. Well, you guys look like that to everybody. (laughs) So I just, I don't mean to alienate any of our Mormon listeners. As the Mormons leave the chat room. But seriously? (laughs) Seriously? You could pick at least a more believable BS story. I mean, come on. Oh, God. I'm sorry. Hey, Can I really not say that, that here? Is this not an open forum for discussion? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you guys think people really care about that? About him being a Morton? I think they should. I can't take you seriously. Come on. That's like saying, I, oh, I'm a, I'm a tooth fairyologist. Like, I believe in the tooth. You know, like, it's so silly. <laughs> it's just a childish, it's, silly it's, thing. Is, is being Mormon all that more tooth fairy than being... No, they're all silly. I'm just saying <laughs> like he's Obama running for president. Is that what you wanted from me? Is this what you want? I'm going to get death Actually, the Mormons didn't let black people in until a few years ago. I so know. Just, hey, so, here it comes. How's your segregation? <laughs> How How's your... How's your Black Panthers? You know, like come on, <laughs> come you know, on. Black Panthers could be letting white guys in. Ugh, I can't. I, ugh, <laughs> disgusting. All right, moving on. Uh, interesting article about Jeff Bezos, the Amazon founder. Uh, he's wanting th- an end to this patent war nonsense, basically. Uh, This article out of Metro.co.uk, they say Mr. Bezos said that innovation in society itself was threatened by the patent lawsuit culture. Now, is this because of something they might be coming out with that may or may not be infringing on a certain shiny Apple company (laughs) like their patents? I mean, what, what is this? We all know patent systems broke. I mean, democracy's broke right now, so let's no. let's start somewhere and fix it. You know, I think all it is is Bezos. He, he, I think that's how you properly pronounce his name. I'm sorry if I did didn't pronounce it right. He is he's wanting to to keep running Amazon and keep selling products. Samsung sells their products online. You know, he sells their their. Kindle devices and whatnot. They even have some iPad retailers on there for whatever reason. That that man just wants to sell products to stop all of all of this slowing down innovation to where none of their none of their retailers can can get it out to the consumers, you know, and he can't make a cut if stuff keeps getting put on hold. Exactly. You know? And you're almost going in the negative by having to pay all these lawyers to deal with this BS. Yeah. You know, I, I think he's I, I don't think the government should necessarily. Um, well, let me rephrase that. I think the government should only step in just far enough. Now, go <laughs> ahead, know? Mr. Libertarian. Tell us tell us how it is. 
<laughs> no. no um, well, he no, says, seriously, if, and we, this, if the patent system is jacked up, oh, for sure. You know, re rewrite it. And that's what we hear a lot in the tech community. Uh, people complaining about bills, SOPA, PIPA, stuff like that. People always complain about, and they they are evil. They're they're definitely inherently evil. But what we need is people to complain and then propose solution. All right. I hear a lot of is just complain, complain, complaining, but with no better alternative. And that's what I like about uh, <clears throat> Mr. Bezos here. He says. He has an idea, you know, he says, uh, calling for new legislation to be introduced by national governments. He said, patents are supposed to encourage innovation and we're starting to be in a world where they might start to stifle innovation, which is kind of the opposite of what we want it to do in the first place. He says, quote, governments may need to look at the patent system and see if those laws need to be modified. Because I don't think some of these battles are healthy for society. It, it, Word that to makes that. perfect sense. Right? Brilliance. Brilliance. Sheer brilliance. You know, everybody's been talking about the, the Chromebooks that's been released and how it looks like the MacBook Air. Who cares? And, you know, and... It's a box to put my bits and bytes in. Get off it. Me and you, me and, you and Larry, we don't care. No. You know, but those lawyers, We're they also... see that and they say, wait a minute, this thing has the exact 38-degree curvature oh my that mine has. It should, if it's 38 degrees, that's not going to cut it. It needs to be 37 or less. And I need to keep you know? my job relevant here, so let's, uh, let's go sue. <laughs> I like Weird Al has a song called Sue You or something. I've got to sue, sue, I've got to sue you. So funny. Uh, Mr. Bezos yeah. added, quote, I love technology. I love invention. I like rapid change. And really, it's the golden age of wireless devices and mobile devices. Amazon leads the e-reader market with its Kindle device, as you may know. Um Mr. Bezos would not be drawn on whether Amazon had plans to release a smartphone of its own, which we've been hearing grumbling rumors here and there about the Facebook phone, the Amazon phone, and this and that. I don't personally, I don't think it's in Amazon's best interest to get into that game. You have no. to deal with the carriers. You got to deal with it's just a lot of unnecessary BS. What they should be doing is focusing on their software and utilizing the fact that they're Amazon, you know, and right. incorporating some way. I don't know. I'm surprised. And maybe they do this. I'm not living in the Amazon ecosystem, but there's some way from your phone, a quick like one to two touch way to order something just right there. Or maybe if you're at a, another store and you see something, scan it and boom, Amazon's got it on its way. You know, I, I'm surprised they don't... Do they do something like that or no? The scanning, I'm not sure about, but I have definitely used their app in Best Buy, you know, in a second. Walked up in there, looked at something, okay, pulled up the Amazon app. And had it and on its way to your house before you left search. the store? Yeah, and you have, really? the, you have the single click option that they offer online. It's the same way on the app. Oh, nice, nice. And boom, yeah. it was done. <laughs> what, what, Larry? Okay, Jeff Bezos, first of all, when he makes his uh, his tablets, does he not have to pay royalties? Is to that Android? What's motivating him? Is it really thinking about the good of innovation on Earth? Licensing for Android yeah. or what? Is it? I don't know. I, I thought mean, they they started. hacked up Android enough to where they didn't need to. But I, like I said, I don't live in the Amazon. I don't know, okay, I don't know about that. But like he is a guy. Didn't Amazon 
patent the one-click purchase? I mean, come on. I mean, <laughs> you know, give me a break, Jeff Bezos. Um, but but you know, this whole thing, this whole thing of getting rid of software patents for sure is really starting to pick up momentum. And some really, um, I did a blog post a week or two ago. Uh, you know, some really well-known legal scholars are now starting to say we really got to do visit the patent system. And uh, I think change is going to come. But, you know, you have to differentiate, like, this guy Posner, who's really kind of famous for this stuff. Um, he says you got to differentiate between, like, drug patents and software patents. Drug patents, there's a huge cost to develop something. And they really kind of do need some protection to, re to recoup their investment. But pat he says software patents are just... I don't know, though. Coming... Turned off right away. Having a little background in pharmaceuticals and knowing how a lot of this public funding happens and this and that, I'd say there's there's a problem with the patent system there too because it, it prevents a lot of really helpful medications coming to market because you can't patent them. Therefore, the companies aren't interested in them. So they continue going down the same path. And obviously, I'm, I'm talking more about the, the opiate side of pharmaceuticals and things to get people off of the opiates <laughs> yeah it's no, seriously i mean i mean it doesn't happen all the time but it happens enough to where <clears throat> there's a lot of people suffering because they can't you know do a, a pharmaceutical system or the the sort of you know regulation of yeah uh, that's it's trials they have to go through which yeah. run up the cost of delivering a new drug. well of course and if you can't patent it it's not worth it but are you making drugs to help people or to turn profit? You know, <laughs> I mean, we know the it's answer. It's not sustainable if you don't. <clears throat> oh, of course. Either we have to fund it as a society, or somebody's got to make a profit, or it doesn't get sustained. It won't. It won't keep going. Now, Larry, the the software patent war is that is one thing, but it's also hardware too. You know, the yeah. whole dress and design. Your 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 tablet looks like my iPad. You know, we're not going to have I'm that. I'm not trying to defend that, but. Uh, all I'm saying is there's a lot of people starting to really, you know, I mean, speak out against this. And not just guys like you and, you know, us guys, but... Uh, everybody Gary, on Google Plus. Come out. Huh? And everybody on Google Plus. Everybody on... Yeah. So there's... And at some point that turns into political will. Hopefully. Becomes, hopefully. I hope so, man. We just have you, to keep um, on. Did uh, you have that link to your your blog post in the, in the rundown? I'll, I'll give it to you though, because you know what inspired it. One is I had just read a, a, a thing by this guy Posner and, and Gary Becker, the economist. But the thing that really inspired it was I had to replace the trap in my sink, and I went to um, the hardware store, and for I think five ninety five or six nine for just a few bucks, I bought this whole trap. And it's it's this plastic shit. You just snap it together. That is an invention worth patenting. It is so yes. cool. And it's so much better than all the traps I've ever installed in my whole life. And I was thinking, that deserves a patent. So that's what I'll send you a link to the post. It's I'm looking at it right now. It's got a picture of this plumbing trap. It's cool. I'll definitely include it in our notes this week. You got it. Okay, so you want to talk about patent infringing. Did you guys see this piece off of Wired uh, out of the Gadget Lab? Uh, it's the headlines, Microsoft sells out of $500 Surface RT pre-orders in one day. Now, look at the picture of this tablet and tell me what that looks like. Just the hardware. 
a little button right there. Maybe is that an Apple logo? Oh no, it's a Windows logo. <laughs> Does that not look like a freaking iPad? <laughs> this, this to me, this picture, this looks like an iPad more than any of the Samsung tablets. You, you know that's coming, right? <laughs> that thing is being combed over, you know, every hour of the day by someone over at the Apple camp. I'm sure, but look at it. It does. So it does. The, obviously, the bigger Are all tablets look the same. Yes, they're rectangles. They're rectangles. I want one in the shape of a rhombus. Okay. Well, you know, there's, there's this concept of a design patent. I want a trapezoidal tablet, or <laughs> or a parallelogram. You pick, or a circular one. How about this? You make one in the shape of a circle for people that drive all the time that clips right onto the steering wheel. Huh? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. yeah, that's smart. And it also <laughs> it also has a projector that beams over your windshield, a nice heads-up display. I mean, come oh, on. Gosh. Make something cool, please. <laughs> please. I don't my birthday is next week and I have no idea what to ask for. Make something cool for me. Come on. <laughs> but are, is somebody seriously saying that that Microsoft's tablets going to infringe on like no, design. I was making that up because of what yeah. it looks like. Because they, I mean, tablets all like this. You know, there's a concept of a design pattern. And, like, I did a blog post, like, back when Steve Jobs died. He had, like, 120 design patterns. And they just look like sketches of laptops and shit. It's hard for right. me to what a design pattern How is. else can you shape this? How else can you package a bunch of square parts, okay, Inside right. of this In a round hole, yeah, exactly right. The shape of a steering wheel. Um, but yeah, they they sold out of the pre order. The $500 tablet does not come with a touch cover, uh, and they say it'll ship within about three weeks. The other two Surface RT options, both of which come bundled with a back, uh, excuse me, a black touch cover, uh, still promise an October 26th release or delivery date. That's for the pro version, the, the latter one? Right. They say given that the touch cover is a major selling point of Surface RT, it's a little odd that the model that doesn't ship with one would be the first to sell out. Uh, they say here it's possible that sales were driven people who want a cover in a color other than black and are buying both separately. It is also possible that Microsoft intentionally kept supply for the $500 model lower than the higher end models. So that they made like ten, and they're like, "Oh, we sold out in one day." Yeah. <laughs> made like five grand. <laughs> Do they come with uh, an office? Uh, no idea. Yeah. Doesn't mention that's, that. That's a really big variable. I would imagine it does, right? Microsoft. I mean, what other apps do they have? <laughs> like, let's be honest here. They have Office, and that's about it. And whatever their little ecosystem is offering at the time, I and think it Bing. might be ten apps. And Bing. So yeah, 11, oh. 11 apps. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. Uh, moving on. I guess there's another. Was this other article about the tablet? This is just more pricing and everything, right? So we're, we're good there. Well, this was the event. This thing was saying next week is the delivery date, basically. Right. For the, the surface. The 26th. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see that. You know. I'd yeah. Like do to... you not? Do you not buy it? Is this going to be a, a new like a who was it? BlackBerry? Or they're like BB10. It's coming. 
next year. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd like to see that. You know, considering all the buzz around it not being far as the OS not being sharp and ready for delivery right. and all of that, I, I'd, I'd like to see that. Is this you know, going to I didn't suffer? It until, you know, I didn't expect it until the holiday season, you know, when, when people start to go into the black. Yeah, that you is kind I mean? of a, an early, like, why are you trying to rush it? You could have spent a couple more months on making it really ready for prime time and then caught the holiday rush. But here, right. you're coming out before Thanksgiving and not even on Black Friday. Sorry, right. Aunt, no offense. But it's like, what are you... What are you going up against? Is is what are you trying to compete with right now? Well, I guess they will be they'll be competing with the proposed smaller the, iPad the, that's going to be announced that, next week. The, the iPad <laughs> Mini. You want to jump over to that? Well, I mean that still remains to be seen. It's still a lot of talk. Um, you know, of course, all of the invites and stuff have gone out for the event, but I'm not going to say it's a, the iPad mini just yet. You know, I saw another, um, uh, another iPad blog talk about it earlier today. And, and what if this thing is just smaller and doesn't have a retina display? You know, what, what if it's just smaller and it's not 3g? How know? are how people, people going react, to take you know? to that? Like you said, how are they going to react going from a, a retina display to not like, are they going right. to, are, I, I don't have one of these either, but are they going to be so used to that resolution and how everything looks that when they get this, yeah. it's going to be a disappointment? Or is this for a whole nother demographic of people that right. don't currently have or, iPads? Or does it even matter on a smaller display, you know? Exactly. You just hold it closer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna dive totally into iPad Mini or whatever they want to try to dub it as just yet. I'm gonna I'd wait rather until just it's have announced an... because it might be a new MacBook Pro or another MacBook Air announcement next week. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's that is true. That is true. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, uh, I I would rather have a Nexus Seven, I think, than an iPad Mini, just because I'm so obviously the Android beanie attack of the Android. I mean, um, I live in. And more so, not even just Android, but more so the Google sphere. Like, I live in my Hangouts and my Gmail and my Gchat yeah. and my pictures and my account. Like, all of that stuff, if I wanted to, I feel like you're getting a better experience if you live in the Google sphere on a Google device. Especially yeah, with gotta, the way you that gotta Apple... Be that no. Yeah, don't especially they, don't they have all those Google Sphere apps on? Yeah, there? but what I'm saying is, man, it's it. There's nothing like that native experience, especially the way Apple and Google are button heads. It's like I could see Apple doing some something to make these apps not so hot. You know, I mean, we see examples of this all the time with Chrome. People running Chrome on uh on Macs and stuff. It's just. I hear a lot of complaints about it. It's just not, right. you know, it's not where we are here on on PCs. But all right, yeah, um, who knows? They're probably still beefing up their data center and stuff too. You know, uh, to get that iCloud. Yeah, yeah. And we saw. We'll get to that after uh, this piece, real quick, off of CNET. The worldwide smartphone user base hits one billion. Was that an eighth of the global population? Am I? Is that right? say about 8 billion people give or take here's an eighth of, i mean that's that's a lot of people on smartphones and we're seeing the majority of this growth in these third world countries uh people that don't like we mentioned before on the show uh their first computer is a smartphone 
you know, and it's it's becoming more pervasive in in these countries just because the the infrastructure and and everything. I would like to see though the kind of infrastructure that people have to support. I mean, it's not LTE. No, not 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 by any stretch of the imagination. It's not. It's a three G at best. I would say probably a lot of edge. Developing nation don't don't think about it as the smartphone that you carry around. A lot of edge network stuff, but it's still a smartphone nonetheless, and it's still adding to this number. Uh, they say a year ago the total installed base for smartphones had reached seven hundred and eight million. Uh, this is according to a company called Strategy Analytics. Uh, they say during the third quarter, the total install base uh, for smartphones worldwide hit 1.04 billion with a B, jumping from 959 million smartphones in the second quarter. Uh, it took 16 years for smartphones to reach the 1 billion mark. The Nokia Communicator, a device launched back in '96. It is widely viewed as the first smartphone to hit store shelves. Since then, uh, we've had just an onslaught of of these devices. My, what was your s- first smartphone, Larry? Did you have a Palm Palm Pilot or the, did, did you have a Treo? What did you have? No, I had a, a Palm Pilot, but not a phone. What was your first smartphone? Uh, my first smartphone is uh, just an old. I just got my first smartphone. I have had. I hate to tell you, dumb phones, no phone for a long time. I just picked up a, a cheapy Android phone a couple of weeks ago just to see what it was like. Which one and did I you get? I don't have a fancy phone at all. Which uh, which Android did you get? Um, it was like one of those little LGs? It's just an old gingerbread. Yeah, an old LG running gingerbread. Oh, nice. Yeah, and it's just, um, you know, I got it just to see, hey, what's it like? And if I can convince myself. The thing is this, man, I've got this thing, but what do I do? 24-7, I'm sitting with a laptop. And so, I, to be honest, I haven't found much to do with it. There's more of a use case for someone like me because I drive all day and I'm able to run server stuff. I'm able to handle podcast stuff. I'm able to reply to emails, any social networking, mostly show-related. But, I mean, I it's I'm on this more than I'm on my computers, I, yeah, I think. But because I drive for a little yeah. I, I, yeah, exactly. And having Whereas this I, LTE. I the laptop, and it's like everything I do with the laptop, it's so much easier to do than on the phone. Right, right. And yeah, I've, I mean, I'm used to I'm it by now. Right. You know, I've been using it since the first Droid came out. Yeah. And, and I'm, says, I'm willing to be convinced. I mean, if you guys can convince me, I'll get a, you know, the latest and greatest. Uh, but at this point, I don't see much need for it in my life. Right, right. Depending on use case. Yeah. And the other thing, my wife has one, an, an iPhone, and she doesn't do shit with it, but she loves it. <laughs> right? It's, and that goes back to what we were talking about a couple weeks ago about the disposable computing. People are doing a lot more just nonsensical, you know, it, it's, it's, it doesn't exist. It's not real. There's no, there's no substance to it, you know? It's just throwaway computing. Yeah. We're just what burning happens, cycles. She's got, she's got an iPhone. And she uses it for telephone calls, instant messaging, very occasionally, maybe never even web surfing. The main thing it gets used for, other than than what I could do with a dumb phone, is the grandchildren play games with. Right. It's a great babysitter, right? Angry Birds, a tablet. Get out of here, kid. You bother me. 
<laughs> yeah, no, it's a, we got it. She's got an iPad and an iPhone, and the grandkids love both of them. Nice. Uh, but, you know, that's different, too. I've got uh, two grandchildren, 12, 12 and 10, and they both got their own iPhones. So that's a whole new world. Isn't that crazy? I still, like, double take when I see a kid with a phone. Just because when I was a kid, like, we didn't have those. I had a pager uh, towards the, really? the latter years of my – it was that's a cool you're, free text. you dealing drugs, right? No, no, no. My, uh, my friend uh, set up the infrastructure for a pager company here, so we all got free pagers. Oh, that's cool. but that's, yeah. It, it was it was cool because we set up a web page that you could go to pagemat.ees.com as well. It's not there anymore, but you could go there and type into the box, hit send, and it would text the pager. So we were kind of text messaging. The yeah. only way you could reply is if you were at a computer. But then once once uh, you know the computers were more more everywhere, you you could just hop on, grab a web page, and send a message. It, it was kind of neat I, for for what we were doing for computer business. It was really handy to to be able to do that, and it was free. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Ah, oh, that sounds like fun. Yeah, but anyhow, if, uh, if you can, you and Ant seems to have disappeared. Yeah, Ant said he lost. Me Ant lost internet. I do it, that I will. I'm uh, I'm happy to upgrade. Hey, should I, should I root my phone? Is there any point in it? Uh, mine runs a lot better, and you'll get Jelly Bean before you would normally. But it also depends on the phone. I don't know if the thing can even run Jelly Bean. Exactly. It depends on the hardware. So, All right. Uh, this says here to wrap this up, most of the world does not yet own a smartphone, and there remains huge scope for future growth, uh, particularly in emerging markets such as China, India, and Africa. Uh, they say the first billion smartphones in use worldwide took 16 years to reach, but we forecast the next billion to be achieved in less than three years. What do you think? 2015? Another billion? Is our infrastructure ready for that's, another? That's you got to have the infrastructure. Exactly. And I don't think it's ready to handle another billion. We could barely handle another two million. <laughs> you know, it's... And it just takes big investment to build that shit out. Yeah, exactly. And speaking of big investment, did you see the amazing walkthrough of uh, Google's data centers they put up? Yeah, just and they, yeah, they kind of. And you know, I I did on Wired magazine, and you know, it, it reminds me of a couple of things. One is years ago, Wired did one on the, on a backbone. On oh a, yeah, cable installation. Remember that one? No, I don't. It's like a hundred and five page article. It's so totally cool. Wow. It's, a guy. Um, I used to work in COs, so I know what all that stuff looks like. But that it's cool to have that that sort of yeah, tour it's of it. Just, it's visceral. And I've got a. Uh, I've been. I've had it for years now. Uh, another a photo tour of a data center here in LA called Wilshire One. And it's the same kind of. It's similar to the Google thing, or the, the Google thing that's in Wired right now. And those things are neat. Yeah, it's really just cool to sort of actually physically see that stuff. Yeah, it's it it gives it gives sort of a grounding to all of this internet stuff because it's all ethereal. You know, it's bits and bytes and whatnot. But to see, and I mean, we we know what it is. We've seen it. We've worked in them, stuff like that. But the normal person, like, they have no idea what is happening behind the scenes when they type in a search query and hit that enter button. Like they, they have no idea. It reminds me, you ever watch a show called the it crowd? You ever see that there, there's an episode in there. They're all it. And the lady gets employee of the month and she has to write a speech. And so the two it guys decide to mess with her and they give her 
this black box with a red blinking light on it. And they tell her it's the internet. And so she brings it to this talk of the shareholders and everything. And she's like, I have the internet. And everyone's like, oh. And the guys are like, no, that's silly. Why are you, like, taking the... They thought it was the... It was so funny. And she drops it and people are, like, killing themselves because the internet broke. Yeah, it was so funny. But that's... that's. I feel like a lot of people don't have an understanding of exactly what... And maybe you don't need to. How big it is. Right. And this is just one. Like, how many data centers do they? You know, this is like one out of a whole hive of of centers. You know, I think Wired did an article some years ago. uh, Shit, who wrote it? I can't remember. But when when Google built a data center up by in Dales, Oregon, next to a power plant. Oh, yeah. And that was a cool article, too. These big infrastructure things, kind of stressing what's really behind all I also like the one they did. I don't know if it was Wired, but they did about Facebook and the one they were building in Antarctica or Alaska. Where was that? Do you remember? Oh, yeah, because it's cold. Yeah. It's and that, so much air conditioning. Yeah, saw, yeah, yeah, right? Should, let's get for the show notes, put a bunch of these together. Yeah, yeah, like, we'll do that. Like, or we'll, we'll have Ant do that. But yeah. there, there's uh, yeah, we'll we'll put links to this. It's just a, an article explaining it. I'm not going to go through it, but the pictures are just mind blowing. And then uh, speaking of pictures, uh, before we get out of here, did you see the shuttle Endeavor take a trip through Los Angeles? Yeah, you know it. It really sucks. I had total plans to jump on my bicycle and and do it to follow it. So you didn't but, get but a chance. We were out of town. We were out of town. What I like is that this really showcased a perfect use case for events on Google Plus because they they had one called Follow the Shuttle, I think. Uh, hold on a sec. And basically, on yeah, here we go. Uh, on Google Plus, if you do an event, you can do this thing called Party Mode. And what that does is everyone who enables Party Mode that is at the event on their Android device all the ta- all the pictures they take at that event automatically go to the event page and so everybody's pictures from the event are all on this one spot so you can see all these different perspectives and points of view and i think it was really brilliant uh to to showcase this because there were people at all all possible this was like quantum <laughs> quantum world here everyone at all possible possibilities at the same time all taking pictures and they're all going to this one page so people like me and you who weren't there to see it live are immersed in this you know imagery it's really neat i mean some of these pictures seeing a space shuttle turning a corner in la like it's surreal it's Oh man, I I don't know. I really like this stuff. It, it yeah, was so I, cool I to really see. had planned to just uh, you know just take just follow it on my bicycle. I love they have a shuttle crossing sign in one of these pictures. A little shuttle oh, with the road. It's... The, the L A Times had a picture of it the next day. But this is everything, Larry. From oh, when yeah. it landed, from taking off, landed to the whole yeah, trip. I mean, it's cool. it's really cool to see it presented in this way. You know, we don't really get a chance to see stuff like this presented in such an organized and beautiful. I mean, it's, it's gorgeous. Like, thousands of pictures with all. Oh yeah, dude, there's so many. And then the comments from every, I mean, it's, it's beautiful. So I'll put a link to this in the show notes. There's pictures yeah, of it good, with the two chase. That's a, good, that's a good use case for having a smartphone. By the way. Yeah, there you go. You're telling you, Hey, I got a laptop. Uh, uh, yeah. Do this with your laptop. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and that's what we had to do back in the day. A laptop in a backpack with a camera 
<laughs> you know, just, just walking like, around hoping your hard drive spindles didn't crack. <laughs> but yeah, these pictures are beautiful. There's some with uh, when it's on the the airplane with the two chase planes, you know, next to it. Just I've seen a bunch of cool images, uh, photos, of, videos of that. Yeah, and there's a cool time lapse video also. But yeah, we'll we'll put links to these in the show notes at yet another tech show. Dot com. So uh, the last thing I wanted to talk about, just because I've been seeing this all over and just kind of a little public service announcement, Verizon got in some heat, which uh, I don't know. I'll explain. But so they're monitoring app usage, browsing habits, uh, all of this different stuff that you're doing on your smartphone. And what they're doing is selling that to other companies, partners, third parties, whatever. What you don't know is that all cell phone companies are doing this. Verizon just came out because they have a way that you can opt out of this. Of course, it's all opt-in. Now, if you're with Sprint or AT&T, good luck trying to find a page that is well-organized, easy to follow, very simple to opt out uh, for those other carriers. There isn't one. Verizon, if you go to vzw.com slash myprivacy... It'll ask you to log in, log in with your Verizon account, and you'll see all the check boxes, and they're all checked, approved, opted in. You have been opted in. So if you're worried, and I did this last week, heard about this, but if you're worried that Verizon is sniffing, snooping, skeezing, whatever, go to vzw.com slash myprivacy and make sure all of the proper boxes are checked. Are you? Do you have a Verizon account? I do. That's Did all we really have up here. We just recently. What's up? Did you go through and turn it all? I up absolutely did. And actually, I think me and Ant, are you back, Ant? It still is back, but is is your voice here? There he is. Ant, are you here? I'm here now. There but you this, go. Definitely some network issues. Okay, well, while we have you, uh, we wrapped up the shuttle thing, uh, the cool Google Plus event party mode picture taking uh, and all that. So what we're talking about is Verizon Wireless getting some heat about releasing information to third parties, stuff like that. Me and you were going to write an article about this. I was telling everyone they should go to vzw.com slash myprivacy and opt out if they're worried about being tracked, um, what they're doing, location, browsing, uh, I mean, everything. If When you go to that page, if you're a Verizon customer, I, I was blown away. I was happy that they provided this but I was blown away that what I was automatically opted into. Like, it, it's kind of unsettling. Uh, you're a Verizon also, right, Ant? Yes, I am. Did you, what do you think about this? Well, I'm not surprised because Verizon and, and most of these entities are all about making an extra buck. Right, but you check know, this not, out. Not only, not only are you going to get their money from the service plan, but if somebody's going to give them some different um some extra couple pennies here and there yeah. for 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 watching your history just to throw some ads out there and whatnot of course they're going to jump on but Aunt, what i don't understand is why is verizon getting heat for this when all the carriers are doing it and verizon's the only one providing you with an easy way to opt out because people I don't know i didn't understand that either um 
and it, and, it, and you're right. It is very simple. You just go to one one link, and it's a couple clicks done. Yeah, for There's each no section. calling anybody <laughs> and a... waiting in line for a queue of customer service to say, right. well, I'm not sure about that, sir. Would you like to upgrade anyway? And didn't you know? one of them make you actually send a self-addressed stamped envelope, or you had yes. to actually physically snail mail them? I forget which carrier it was, but you had to actually send them like a letter. Like I have to write right. you a letter to opt myself out of your creepy ass tracking. Come on. <laughs> That's some BS. That's some old. Let me ask you this though. I mean, come on. If, if it weren't for all that creepy ass tracking and, and therefore making ads more valuable, uh, who would be paying for all this? What ads you ask me why to root ROM? I have AdBlocker, and I use OpenDNS, not their DNS. Right. What if everybody had AdBlocker? What would happen to the internet? It would be a lot better. <laughs> Safer. <laughs> it would No, check this out. What that would do is separate the people that are in it to make a quick buck writing bullshit content, recording crappy podcast. I mean, it'll separate the people that do it because they like doing it and create good content, and if people like it, they'll pay for it maybe. <laughs> And who's going to pay for that data center that you're talking about? We are about? all chipping in and paying for it. So that's, you think, so you think. No, uh, the Yats attack like of the androids business model is terrible. It is freaking terrible. I'm eating ramen because of it. But I like doing this and I like making free content. So. What you're doing, I understand, but it's being hosted somewhere and it's being, there's a ton of infrastructure. Let me ask you, how much would you pay for each Google search if they charge for it instead of ads? I would use DuckDuckGo. <laughs> I said I would use DuckDuckGo. Okay, how much would you pay them? Then if they I wouldn't. It's the internet. It's information. It's got to come from somewhere. Well, it's then monetize I, it. Jesus, it sounds like I'm saying good things about Verizon, who I totally hate. Then monetize it. But how don't do get mad when some of us block your ads because they're freaking annoying. And, then what? Know, then what? What? Yeah, I fast forward ads on podcasts and I download illegal music, allegedly. So Dad what? Larry, you have to be devil's advocate, don't so you? So what? Because I don't want to pay for my damn. Business. But you know what? It's okay because I, I also hangouts being free is really cool, and if it means I have to see some shitty ads, I don't. It's worth it. I also give back though because I make music and I give it away for free. Because people steal it anyway. I give a lot of stuff away for free, too. I give everything away for free. I couldn't give myself away for free if it weren't for Google's existence. Right? And we Uh, could be doing this podcast if it weren't for Google's existence. Well, it's a good thing Google has a buttload of money then, isn't it? And they should really stop squandering it on lawyers for patent. By showing ads to guys like you and me. Well, I'm immune to ads anyway, so whatever. All right, uh, I think that's gonna do it. Was I gotta go carve pumpkins now <laughs> and oh eat? I, don't, I haven't carved a pumpkin since I was a kid. This should be fun. Okay, you're gonna do it. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Mike should be back with us next week, I believe. Yeah, that is correct. All right. Make sure you check us out on yetanothertechshow.com. Check out our Google Plus pages for yats and for our individuals. We post between us three. I mean, we post a lot of cool stuff throughout the week. So it's not we're we're on all the time, not just here for this hour that you watch us live. We're we're on twenty four seven. Facebook, Google Plus, Twitter, whatever you want, except for Ant. 
because he's not on Facebook. Not on Facebook. But um, y'all keep keep spreading the word and keep telling folks about our show and our content. We yes, appreciate it. Stumble it, Pinterest it, do it, do it all, and tell at least one friend every week. If you could do that, we would appreciate it because, hey, the show is free, but life isn't. So... <laughs> Word. <laughs> Take from that what you will. And hey, write us a review and give us a rating in iTunes. We haven't mentioned that in a while, but it definitely makes a difference, helps us get more visibility, and uh, yeah, just do something nice because we're nice. You can leave us a message, 406-204-4687, and hey, you can even text me, 406-848-1739. Send me an SMS. Send me a picture of your boobs. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. I'm going to get a bunch of dudes boob picture now you're in trouble uh, <laughs> alright thanks for listening guys we'll talk to you next week alright thanks y'all see you Check us out online at yetanothertechshow.com.